0: welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz here on August the 24th, episode three, week number two. I'm your host, Will Cooper, joined alongside my good friend, Uh, Let's see, lead analyst, uh, now filling in as play-by-play man, Arthur Mosley. Art, welcome back to the podcast, my friend.
2: Will, it is a pleasure to be back in the podcast, man. You know, for a moment there Friday night, I didn't even know if we were going to have a broadcast. Uh, (laughs) You know, we get, uh, if I can tell a a quick story. Uh, I I think those that were listening know we experienced a little bit of technical difficulties. But I want to back up and say, look, we tried to circumvent that every way possible by showing up at River Ridge the week before and making sure that, Everything was a go, and and it was. It was, of course, and, you know, it was, and and of course, uh, Murphy's Law uh, happens on Friday night, and that's it's not the only surprise that we had Friday night. Will, can you tell the fine folks we tried to, you know, for uh, just for your privacy's sake, we tried to leave the events that occurred on Friday as vague as possible. But now you're here. Yes, I'm alive. I'm
1: <laughs> so I made it. So I I have a couple of a couple of preludes to this. So first of all. I talked to Dave Garner probably two weeks ago, and we were talking about if you know if he was going to join us for any of the games. And one of his comments was, "Well, it's really important that you and Art stay healthy." And I thought that's an odd comment for a guy like a fo- like you're talking like a football roster like you want your team to stay healthy, not <laughs> right. well, just healthy, right? right? I was like, "Well, I don't think a lot of injuries happen." And he said, "Well, no, it's it's more of like a sickness thing. You don't want to get sick." And I was like, "Well, I, I get what you mean, but I made fun of him for it." So, the second prelude to this is I can now safely say I have patronized all of our uh, premium sponsors now. So, in- including uh, Choa for keeping me alive for the first 21 years of my life. Uh, foundation financial insurance and wealth management for the health insurance and the ambulance ride, by the way. I'll get into that story <laughs> here in a minute. Culver's a Hickory flat. They, uh, they've they been a big time, big part of our life. My grandparents love ice cream and those concrete mixers. So we've had a, a number of those in my day. And uh, of course, uh, Schottenkirk Chrysler, Dodge Deep Rain where we were uh, last week, it was where I purchased my vehicle from. But now, Northside Hospital Cherokee has been the domino to fall as uh, we got through the first quarter of action, and uh, it turns out that I was stabbed in the back, metaphorically. <laughs> uh, I had uh, two kidney stones that I had to pass, so um, I, was, I exited to stage right. Uh, Ronnie Cooper, Ronnie on the spot, was once again on the spot there with the ambulance ride to Northside Hospital Cherokee, and uh, I was taken in and admitted, and uh, luckily I am better, still sore. If anybody's ever had a kidney stone out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, yep, we're all better now. So that's what happened my, or Friday, if you were listening and thought, where's Will? Because I got a lot of messages saying, where's Will? <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, you and Zach did a great job on the broadcast. Really appreciate you guys stepping up and taking over. Um, super professional sounding. You guys did awesome. Thanks to Charles back at the station as well for keeping everything under control on that end. So um, good to know we have that much talent in depth and in the in the wings if we need it. But hopefully we don't have a situation like that again.
2: Yeah, I hope you're right, Will. I hope we don't have a situation like that. Uh, it was great It was great to have Zach, who we weren't sure he was going to be there yeah. early in the week. And, uh, that would have been interesting. He, he really um, stepped up big time, like you mentioned. Charles keeping everything, moving behind the scenes. I don't think I gave him enough credit on the air Friday night, but uh, nothing gets done without everybody doing their part. And even uh, to the extent that I, I told you before we came on, the fact that you prepared everything for us in you know you didn't we didn't know there was going to be an emergency but you had everything lined up to make it almost foolproof and so um, with that I'm happy to say I believe my contract has been extended for one more week Uh,
1: well I think you've probably after after Friday night's performance I'm here to extend you a full season
2: contract. So
1: you have officially made it so uh, no more tryouts for you you're in for the season so there we go uh, yeah no in all seriousness seriousness though you guys did uh, an amazing job I was listening listening to it while in the emergency room. Um, I'm sure I look like a weirdo. Um, I still had my press pass on. Uh, they were probably like, what is this guy doing? And I'm like, well, I'm actually listening to a football game. Uh, but yeah, they took care of me. So uh, Northside Hospital Cherokee, thank you so much to everybody over there. Uh, got me feeling pretty good pretty quick. So I appreciate all of their support.
2: Absolutely will, and and speaking of of Northside Cherokee, Northside Hospital Cherokee. Again, like you said, we appreciate their sponsorship, and and how appropriate, you know, during during the game, we were able to give them a little shout out for taking care of our very yeah. own. Play-by-play play, number one guy here, Will Cooper.
1: Yeah, it's always funny. It seems like things never go full circle. But uh, I, like I said, now that I've now that I've patronized <laughs> all of our premium sponsors within the last three years at least, three years being the longest with Shotenkirk. Uh, but yes, uh, I can safely say I've been a part of all of their businesses.
2: Man, I tell you what, we uh, we'll leave that alone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we won't leave alone Will because we uh, is high school football in Cherokee County because we've had six all six teams. In action last week, we're going to recap and preview, and we've got a couple of interviews tonight. Yeah, we do. And, and it's, I'm, I'm excited for this week's show.
1: Yeah, I am too. I, you know, we're going to just, just to clear any controversy here, we're going in alphabetical order. Um, I know last week I said like first up was Creekview, and everybody said, Oh, what's going on with that? The reason is we're going in alphabetical order, and you are correct. Cherokee is before Creekview alphabetically. If they are the game of the week, they get pushed to the bottom because that's the last game we talk about. So, with that being said, you're going to see Creekview again first. That's because Cherokee's the game of the week again, and of course they're facing Etowah. So there's the game of the week. So before everybody gets their Twitter fingers going <laughs> again, just hold on. There's a reason we're doing it in the order we're doing it, but it is alphabetical until we get to that point. So just wanted to clear that up. But yeah, you're exactly right. Loaded show. Uh, you know, we really I don't want to say it was a disappointing first kickoff I think hopes were very high for a couple teams that they didn't live up to that we will talk about and then uh, we'll talk about on the back end what we need to see from those teams and and really what comes full circle in those two interviews you mentioned we got coach Shaw coming back on here in a little while and then coach Kemper as well so here, and those two gentlemen talk about their programs uh, very different ends of the spectrum for them coming off of game one I think but I'm excited to hear what their interpretations were of each Friday's game
2: Right, you are Will. I mean, I think with that said, I think we ought to get get right into it. But we probably should take a break and listen to our, our first sponsors here.
1: We're gonna take a break to our first sponsor, and of course, as I promised, it will be Northside Hospital Cherokee kicking things off as a sponsor. Thank you guys again so much. We'll see you in just a minute.
2: With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction. A mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more. You can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital.
0: With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun.
1: So once again, thank you to Northside Hospital Cherokee for the Medivac and uh taking care of me on friday night hopefully we don't have to go through that again but of course as we mentioned in the opening we will be at eagle mountain as the uh, cherokee warriors are going to take the trip down 575 to take on the etowah eagles in a uh, and should be a good game should be we'll get into that later but we're really looking forward to that matchup coming up before we do that we do have to talk about the creekview grizzlies um, i know a lot of people on owen store road were surprised i think even you and i were surprised by the final score 28 to nothing lost to cambridge Uh, Once again, Cambridge shut them out, Uh, really didn't expect that, and certainly didn't expect them giving up 28 points on the back end. A couple of notable notes, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Reed Anderson didn't play, along with a couple of other defensive key players, did not play there watching the tape back. So not entirely sure what was up with that, but hopefully they'll be back sooner rather than later. Um, I think uh, Reed being the middle linebacker on that on that defense is probably the communicator. So I know his absence would be a big one. Um, and then t- they're going to turn the corner, and they're going to face a Hillgrove team that lost to River Ridge last week, 14-27. to 27. Uh, Hillgrove did. Okay. Their offensive line is massive was, was really what I took away from watching them play River Ridge. I think the biggest difference in this game is going to be that Creekview has the ability to negate mistakes more than Hillgrove. I think Hillgrove found a way to lose that game more than anything. A couple of bad fumbles, a couple of bad turnovers really put them in a bad spot. Um, so I'm looking for Creekview to turn this one around, but art, what do you need to see from the Grizzlies?
2: Better tackling, yes, that too. I, I mean, I, I, far be it for me to be uh, critical of Creekview, right? Uh, yeah, as any, anyone knows my history, but this is this is uh, in all seriousness. This is a team that we've come to expect an aggressive, well-tackling, well-coached uh, defense, and they looked like they were playing on their heels a little bit in, in the in the uh, parts of the game that we were able to go back and review. Uh, I, I think Creekview will be okay. Well, if, yeah. if now, that's easy for me to say because I'm sitting here and I'm not in Coach Williams' shoes, but yeah. I think the Grizzlies will be okay. Out of all of our county teams that played last week, I think they had one of the toughest matchups outside yes. of Cartersville. And this is probably an underrated Cambridge team. I think the AJC has them ranking in their top ten. I don't have them ranked, but they're on the outside looking in in class uh, 5A as they move down one class. Look, they return two, uh, three of their top weapons on offense. We talked about it going into the game. Uh, Cambridge and Christian Isabor and then the other running back. His name is escaping me right now. I'll be no help. But look, they gave up uh, 100 yards to two running backs. Uh, uh, I think Isabor and then the quarterback Preston Clemmer also had 100 yards. So those things will be buttoned up. Uh, if They can get a couple players back. I think we'll see an improved performance and I think we'll see a spirited week. I'd have to imagine it will be a spirited week of practice. For that creekview defense yeah
1: come to jesus meeting over on Owen store road i think the biggest thing for me watching the tape back you and i had a little impromptu film session we did on saturday we did um nothing to do but lay around and wait so <laughs> yeah uh, appreciate the film session but we did sit down and watch cambridge play creekview and i think one of the things that that was the biggest to me was they moved the ball very effectively between the 20s mm-hmm. but they didn't they weren't able to get the ball in whether self-inflicted mistakes or whether they you know what, whatever the reason being play calling formation calling whatever it was there were just some issues with them getting into the end zone i see them turning that around i see them putting up some big points here against till grove obviously we're going to save our predictions for the uh Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show, so make sure you tune in Friday night at 7 for that. Uh, but I do like Creekview coming out of this one, and for that reason, I'm leaving Creekview at number one in my power ranking.
2: Wow, number one at 0-1. You know, I, I've done that a couple of times. I, I, I've taken, if you watch the Turd Ferguson top ten, yeah. You know, I, I have the uh, Callaway Cavaliers class 2A. They they dropped a the game, they're 0-1, but they're still my top ranked team. So I understand right. the thought process there, bringing it back to Cherokee County. I agree with you that I think Creekview balances back. Uh, here's why. Hillgrove is starting a first year starter as well at quarterback. Four turnovers last week yeah. against River Ridge. So ball security will be key for Coach Justin Deshaun and his young Hillgrove Hawks. They're returning a lot of skilled players. And I think creepview is gonna have an opportunity to turn around and really get that run game going this week against that that Hillgrove defense. I think and, and then alternatively, I think the creepview defense, again, will have a spirited performance. I'm not saying they shut out Hillgrove, but I think it's a, a much better outcome. And the folks on Owen store Owen Store Road probably be a little bit happier on that bus ride coming back uh, from Powder Springs uh, than they were coming back from Milton last
1: week. Yeah, great point. Game at Hillgrove. So for any fans looking to go, it will be in Powder Springs, Georgia. So a little bit of a drive, more than what you would normally expect with the uh, out-of-region games. But with all the intercounty opponents pretty much being in region, aside from Cherokee, who they scrimmaged against, they did have to find a little bit of uh, distance to travel there. But, yep, excellent point. I'm with you on that one. Where you have View in your power ranking? Are you doing that?
2: Yeah, I, I've got – I've got them at number two. I've, okay. I've, I've dropped them a spot. I think in my original power ranking, it was, it was, um, if I'm going to go off memory here, it was Creekview, Cherokee, Sequoia. I think I was a little homer there with Sequoia. Okay. You know, I have some ties there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was, uh, no, actually it was River Ridge, Sequoia is I what it so, was. Yeah. yeah, River Ridge, Sequoia. So this week it's, you know, number one, I'll announce that in a minute, but number two was still Creekview.
1: All right, there you go. Well, that's your Creekview review slash preview. We're going to hit another break. When we come back on the other end, we'll talk about the Riverage Knights and their victory over the aforementioned Hillgrove Hawks. Just a minute, and we'll be back.
3: When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters.
2: First down!
3: So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap top-rated surgery physical therapy and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at children's health care of atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries but heal faster and return stronger ready to win Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes come back. To learn more, visit choa.org slash sportsmed.
1: At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offer Packer Land Broker Services Incorporated an affiliate Entity, Member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz here on uh, all podcasting platforms as we are now on Google, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, all the ones. So we're going to tweet out the Podbean link every week, but if you want to go check it out on all these other ones, make sure you follow slash subscribe to whatever uh, you're listening to it on.
2: Yeah, well, I think um, I, I should, I've probably been doing ourselves a yes. disservice because I'm an Apple fanboy, you mm-hmm. know, got my MacBook. Yep. My Apple iPhone. iPhone, whatever you call this thing. And I don't have an iPad, but love Apple podcasts. So what I should probably do is just tweet out the link for the Apple podcast so people can just subscribe. So I don't have to wait and I don't have to get text messages saying, hey, what's that yet? new podcast? Is it up yet? Yeah. Hey, just about five o'clock. You, you are like Johnny on the spot. Five o'clock on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. It's published. It's It's right there for you. It's there. And if you subscribe to whatever podcasting platform, as you mentioned, it just shows up for your ride home.
1: I didn't think there were a lot of Google podcast fans, but there were. Hit the brakes. (laughs) It's okay. It's on there now. So you can always check it out. Yeah, Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Last week we published it a little early, so if you're you know getting on the bus, if you're a high schooler or getting in your car, going home, it might be available by 4 o'clock. I'm not making any promises. The promise is 5 o'clock, but you can always go over there and check. Um, speaking of promises, let's get to River Ridge, which promised us a win. I don't think anybody actually promised that, but they did deliver. <laughs> they did over hillgrove twenty seven to fourteen. Uh, a couple of takeaways. First of all, we said this in the Creekview segment. Hillgrove's offensive line was huge, And I was very impressed with River Ridge's defensive line. They did a good job. They got after the quarterback. They held Hillgrove from running the ball too much. Um, and I think the offensive side of the ball, I don't know if this was supposed to be a big secret because we certainly were not informed, but Grant Hollier just showed up on the (laughs) roster and it's like, oh, well, he wasn't there during the scrimmage for sure. So uh, Grant Hollier, a big body out there now, a sophomore, had a really kind of broke onto the scene in that Johns Creek game we did um, when he was a freshman. So good to see him back there. I think he's listed at 6'2", 205. He's probably every bit of that. Um, so when you line him up opposite of Jackson Head, those are two very big guys that will be able to uh, spread some off, excuse me, some defenses out and give some options for Spector and Coughlin, um, which they did split duties once again. So it's a lot like the same story with Etowah, where there were split quarterback duties. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what to make of River Ridge yet they're facing another team in Pope. That's a lot of unknowns. Not really sure what to think of the Greyhounds going into this one. Uh, they did finish seven and four last year coming off of a, they did make it to the first round and lost. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't really know where River Ridge sits. I still have them at three in my power ranking. I know it's going to make some people mad. <laughs> yes, they won. They beat a Hillgrove team that I think is down. They were two and eight last year. We talked about this last week. I don't think Hillgrove is a powerhouse to be reckoned with yet. I think they'll probably get there at some point, but, uh, um, um, this week to me will probably tell more about where River Ridge is if they can go in there and beat Pope that I'm feeling pretty good I might bump them up on the power ranking depending what other teams do uh, but yeah at the end of the day I was I was happy to see River Ridge won. thought it was a good win for them a couple of mistakes I'd like to see him clean up but I thought that the defense overall did a very good job and it was good to see Grant back
2: great to see Grant Hollier back and great to see River Ridge uh, getting a win i they were few and far between uh, in week one for our Cherokee County schools. So uh, as we were checking the scores on Friday night, it was good to see them up and and being able to maintain that lead all the way uh, till the clocks hit zero. Will, you mentioned that game last week and we talked about a little bit uh, in in our Creekview segment about things that Hillgrove needs to clean up, but the four turnovers at River Ridge forced, or, or however you want to call it, I'm, I, I'm because we're in an in county. I'm going to say River Ridge forced those yeah, four turnovers, kinda. right? And, and they're also my number one team in my power pole this right. week. Okay, um, I, I think you are right. This is not a Hillgrove team that is uh, that is a world beater, but I think it's a great win putting up 27 points. If I'm not mistaken, that's more than anybody else in the county put up this week, this last week. 27 uh, points? Yes, two more than Ottawa. Okay, so, yeah, I, I think that, that bodes well for them. Still interested to see how well this two-system quarterback works. Co- Coach Collins talked about it in the preseason show. He was true to his word last week. Both those guys played. They were uh, able to get some things done. And like you mentioned, I'm – I'm interested to see Jackson Head have a breakout game this senior season. Uh, I know he's chomping at the bit. We've been talking about this kid since Moby Dick was a minnow. I mean, (laughs) forever, Will. And so I think um – I think this is a big, uh, a big opportunity. As you mentioned, Pope graduated a lot of players. They do return their starting quarterback. I want to say it's Patrick Lowe or Lau, depending on how you pronounce that last name. Uh, a wide receiver to look out for for the Greyhounds, Suzuki Watanabe as a name they'll probably call that wide receiver. And then Chris Hayes returns as a team's leading returning running back. This is a Pope team that lost a lot of the production at wide receiver, a lot of the production at running back. And will, if I can go back to my notes, I want to say they were giving up a decent amount of points. Uh, eighteen average, eight uh, about twenty-three points a game gave up eighteen last season, so not so bad. But again, this is a team that lost a lot of players, lost a lot of their leading tacklers uh, from a season ago. Guys like uh, Pierce Cameron, uh, a young man I've I've known, I work, he used to work with this guy's Gab Boozer Downs uh, was a, a great defensive back for the Pope Greyhounds. Those guys aren't there anymore so it's going to be a lot of question marks and then you have to think about pope was off last week so is there rust for the greyhounds and i think that gives a slight edge to river ridge one they got a little bit of confidence not just with the game but with a win and then pope is coming in fresh but unchallenged
1: well I i so i'm going to differ with you on this one i think the when you come in without a game played it it benefits the team that hasn't played a game yet because the other team doesn't have any t- any film. They're, they're going off of what they've seen in your scrimmage, which as we've talked to these coaches, we know it's it's very segmented compared to what you're actually going to do. So you're, you're seeing a very bare bones. You're maybe going to get a formation out of it, but you're not going to get any play calling. You're not going to get anything like that. So when you talk about a high school offensive playbook that's typically – 40 plays maybe 60 on the high end you're you do see repeating plays and you find the ones that they really like to go to I don't see that happening they just don't have any information you you can work with what you work with so I think it benefits the team off slightly I don't think it means River Ridge loses this game I just think it benefits the Greyhounds slightly
2: possibly but I can guarantee you that Coach Collins has got some kind of film on Pope, whether it might be from last year. Yeah. Again, this is Coach Tab Griffin's uh, sixth season over there at Pope, uh, twenty-five and twenty-six overall there, and so there's some film out there somewhere to be had. So it won't be a complete surprise unless they completely change their their playbook. Uh, but you do you do bring up a valid point of hey, there's no film on these guys this year with a lot of kids they're replacing, so a lot of question marks there for that Pope offense and defense. And
1: we and we've seen it happen a good bit. I mean, I, even River Ridge keeping Grant Hollier even off of the Max Preps roster. Sure. Now maybe that was not. I don't I don't know the story back there. I don't want to don't want to speculate, but it, it could be a form of gainsmanship when <laughs> you know us putting the putting the county projections together. I don't know about you, but he would have made it to my all county roster team preseason. Well, he, he team. He
2: certainly would have made it over. Uh, um. Now I'm 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 conveniently forgetting Will my, Curcio. Yeah, Will Curcio, who's <laughs> not even playing for Ottawa. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't put Grant on
1: mine, <laughs> uh, but because uh, I didn't see his name on the roster. But you know, all of a sudden you pop it in there late, and here he is. So there, I, you know, maybe there's a little gamesmanship going on in there. Well, maybe, not, may, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to hear the comments about it. I'm just <laughs> totally speculating. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think. um You know, Like we said, we're keeping our predictions for the uh, Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show, 7 o'clock on Fridays, but I think River Ridge is in a pretty good spot. I uh, just don't know what Pope's bringing to the table, and I think that benefits the Greyhounds slightly. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, River Ridge number three in my power ranking. Uh, Leave your comments below.
2: All right, River Ridge number. So you go Creekview one, River River Ridge three. Three. So we got a question mark at two, and I'm leaving no stone unturned with my top two with – River Ridge, number one, and Creekview number two. There you go. And you would think I would, with that pick, you think I lived in the River Ridge District, <laughs> but that is not the case, Will. That is true. You don't. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm
1: trying to think, wait a minute, but no, that is not as true. We used to. We do not anymore currently, but we live in the Cherokee District, So, but they're not in my uh, top three.
2: Okay, so, all right. Word.
1: They're not number two, so in case anybody was wondering, Cherokee is not <laughs> number two. But. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking about the Sequoia Chiefs in their recent game against Lambert and how they will be facing an opponent coming down to Hickory Flat that we haven't seen in these parts of the states. Give us just a minute, and we'll be back
0: feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat their signature butter burgers are fresh never frozen
2: and the frozen custard is the perfect treat Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community their passion for fresh food
0: is as strong as their love for the community they're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat 6778 Hickory Flat Highway.
1: Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm Will Cooper We're joined alongside my co-host Arthur Mosley here. Welcome everybody back in. We're going to be talking about the Sequoia Chiefs here in just a moment, but before we do that,
2: I did just get a message. Oh, from one Diamond Dave Garner on the uh, on the WLJA hotline, right? Newsline, yeah. <laughs> Star
1: Newsline. He will be joining us on Friday night so exciting news there so if you've been wanting to hear the luxurious pipes of dave garner he will be there on friday night with us at etowah as they take on the cherokee warriors in our second game of the week on wlja so make sure you join us for that it should be a ton of fun i know we're all looking forward to seeing him i haven't seen him in a couple of weeks three weeks i think at this point so uh good to see him good to have everybody back appreciate everybody for sticking with us last friday like we talked about but it should be a good one this friday
2: i mean i'm excited to have dave back that way in case anything does happen right yeah. there's a follow up god heaven forbid but no uh, it's it's always great to, like i said it's always fun when everybody is there it's a full house and we've got a lot of uh a lot of uh opinions a lot of coverage for you when everybody can show up and excited we didn't know how how often we'd have dave i'm excited he's going to be there and looking forward like you i haven't seen him in a few weeks so i'm looking forward to uh Getting the band back together, Will.
1: Yeah, getting the band back together, we will. But before we get the band back together, since we're only here on Wednesday with you folks, we do need to talk about a couple of other teams before we get into the uh, Friday night matchup before we jump into that. But before we do that, let's talk about Sequoia, who lost their game against Lambert 14-41. to Um Tough loss there for the Chiefs. I think a lot of people expected Sequoia to lose based on the computer rankings and the Maxwell ratings and things like that. Um, I think the biggest difference was the margin. And there were a couple of other surprises. Sequoia threw the ball a lot more than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I watched of the film, I didn't see Brady Curl playing defensive line at all. It looked like he was, the, he was reserved for offensive line. So they obviously feel like they have a need there for him. He's a very talented young man, a very big body up there. So I saw him play on the left side of the line a lot. Um, But there were some bright spots for Sequoia. I don't want to make it sound all doom and gloom. They were able to move the ball effectively at points, and they had a couple of big plays, which has been something Sequoia has not had, which has been the home run ball. And they have that with Jackson Hancock right now. So uh, definitely make that known from the get-go there. But they're going to be facing a team coming up. In Raven Gap, that is a private school. It's basically a boarding school, mm-hmm. um, and they they actually play. They're located in Raven Gap, Georgia, but they actually play in the North Carolina kind of sphere. They played Baylor out of Chattanooga last mm-hmm. week and lost that game. Um, I don't really have anything to compare them to. They have a they have some D one talent for sure, but I, I don't really know what to make of this game. It's it's a tough one to pick. It's a tough one to to even kind of tell you guys what to expect um i know you have much more of a deep dive in them than i do so i'll turn it over to you to talk about the raven gap eagles
2: a deep dive that's a that's a <laughs> let's deeper than i got <laughs> perhaps raven gap as you mentioned a team that does play in georgia they play in the north carolina independent school sports association i believe that's the Sounds acronym right. there uh it's it's they're Division One, I, I believe. It's uh, eight or nine team league. They were in the semifinals, or, or I'm sorry, the finals of their uh, playoff last year. D- dropped a game. Bring in a new head coach this year. It is Derek White. He's in his first season. Now, overall, is his ninth season overall. He spent some time at a uh, independent school over in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and also uh, spent four years previously in Mississippi uh, and had some success of that team there. So he comes over to Raven Gap, hoping to uh, continue that success that he's had historically. Will, there's a quarterback that I want to mention for Raven Gap. I, I don't want to spend too much time there because we do want to talk about the Chiefs, uh, the home team in this, in right. in, in, in our county and and in specifically in this game here. But just to get some folks familiar with, they've got a quarterback by the name of Owens. Is his last name through for about 251 yards and a couple of touchdowns. This kid is a highly recruited sophomore. He's been uh, courted right now by teams like Clemson. I believe South Carolina had a couple of smaller schools that shown interest, but this is a uh, to be a big time prospect for the Raven Gap Eagles. So this team again is not a team to be taken lightly. We know that their uh, student body might be small, but yeah. uh, they've got a, a handful of kids uh, to look out for. You, you know, you certainly will be able to see these in the Turt Ferguson's uh, preview. Uh again, Gavin Owens is, is excuse me, uh quarterback. Uh Lucas uh, Mayer, offensive lineman, six four, two ninety-five. Nicholas Roy tight end, six four, two twenty-five, and a couple of wide receivers, and one in particular Trey Horn, six three, one ninety-five. So good size on some of these athletes. One thing that will be interesting, Raven gap struggled to run the ball last week against Baylor. Eunice Alton Center is their running back. Uh he only had about 53 yards or so last week. Um, they were probably forced to throw the ball similar to Sequoia. they got behind um, Baylor uh, and, and so so that'll be something to see if Sequoia can put some pressure on Owens at quarterback to see if they can slow that uh, so that pass game down. Alternatively, Sequoia and I, I don't I, I think these numbers are right, but uh, Jackson Nesbitt threw for 200 over 200 yards last yeah, week. That's,
1: that's what I've gathered from it. yeah
2: Now 80 of those came on a amazing pass and catch. Uh, from Nesbitt to Hancock 80 yards Uh, and and again you will you mentioned it Sequoia throwing the ball a little bit more than you thought but when you get behind Sequoia got behind early and it just uh, just never let up similar to a game where we we saw you just kind of get behind the sticks and you have you're in fits and starts trying to sustain drives and that's an issue I think four teams in our county had last week Sequoia no exception, right. with a, a new starting quarterback and a lot of, of of players they're they're replacing from a season last year. Not necessarily an excuse, but that's just the facts, and things like that happen. And so when you do get behind early, you do find yourself having to gamble a little bit more in the playbook uh, to try to get back in the ballgame, and then maybe that's part of the reason why Sequoia threw the ball a little bit more.
1: Yeah, maybe, and, and maybe it's something that they thought – once again, these first games, you never really know – what what teams are going to come out with, and it may be part of their plan moving forward. Maybe it shocked them that they could throw for that much, and it may be more of a pass offense than we've seen in the past. Uh, they did kind of – come out with a couple different looks they didn't just strictly do wing t we saw them run the veer a little bit we saw them out of the shotgun a little bit so it was good to see a little bit of a mix up of formations you don't want to put too much into the formations i I don't think it plays that big of a role at the end of the day but it is interesting to see and and it's good to see i think from from a fan standpoint for lack of a better term a little bit of uh different looks and things like that but i think from from one standpoint there that, that it's difficult to to put in perspective is Lambert's a very good team. Uh, Raven gaps, a really good team. And then you look at the, the schedule coming up. I mean, Sequoia really put themselves to their paces. I mean, Cedar town is one. And I, I can't remember their fourth game off the top of my head, but they really did what they could do to challenge themselves mm-hmm. early. So to Sequoia fans, I would say, relax, don't hit the panic button. You know, see what the team does over the improvement of these next four weeks. If you get to the end of those four weeks and you're 0-4, but you see improvement, then take, some, take, take that victory and run with it, right? You know, that's a victory in and of itself. If you get to the end of that and, and there hasn't been much improvement, then there's time to, you know, freak out, I guess. But uh, I, for me right now, I'm not worried about Sequoia. I'm not selling them by any stretch of the imagination. I just need to see what they're capable of doing. And for that reason, Sequoia is number five on my power ranking.
2: Yeah, Will. I'm not going to disagree with where you have the Chiefs this week. I've got them at number five. Is our first well, agreement? Well, I mean, it's we can't have too many of these, Will. It's not. It's not right. good for radio. It doesn't <laughs> make good radio, does it? No. <laughs> um But as you mentioned, I, I, I do want to see a, a, a step forward for the Chiefs, and I believe we will. And like you mentioned, this is non-region play. I think most coaches will tell you, yes, every game is important, but we want to be playing our best ball when it matters most. Yeah, I would and think so too. And so yeah. that's why – that's my synopsis and you'll hear my prediction of this game but uh look this is not a uh this is not uh, the uh little brothers of the uh Art Mosley coming in to play this game. This is no. a this is a serious football team in Rabin Gap, uh, and so it should be an exciting game nonetheless. They did spare
1: themselves from a long road trip. It will be Rabin Gap coming down to play Sequoia, yes. so I know this opponent's going to be very different compared to what Rabin Gap is used to playing. We'll mm-hmm. have to see if there's a little bit of a hangover after the loss last mm-hmm. week and, and maybe some difficulty getting excited about playing Sequoia. I don't know how they view a team like Sequoia. Um, it's very different. It's, I know that a public school in Cherokee County is probably viewed very different in their eyes compared to a private school in the mountains of North Carolina and like you were talking about playing Tennessee and, you know, even in Georgia some. So with that being said, we will kick it to another break. When we come back on the other end, we'll talk about the Woodstock Wolverines and their most recent games. Give us just a minute and we'll be back.
0: There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home, honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community.
2: Schottenkirk, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-575,
0: Canton.
1: Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley, getting you all ready for week two of the Cherokee County High School football season. Appreciate you all tuning in with us. When we were leaving the break, we mentioned that we'd be talking about Woodstock, and here we go. Uh, Recently, they played Osborne. um, Surprising game is is to put it mildly, Osborne historically has not been great, especially since their last winning season was 1994, as you talked about on the broadcast. Uh, this is a much different What Os- a great year, by the way. Great year. I was uh, negative six. <laughs> so I feel like it was a great, sounds like a great year. But yeah, I wasn't there, but sure. Um, yeah, but uh, when you think about Osborne, they historically have not been great, but they're a very new look osborne i think i think a lot of people were expecting them to turn the corner i think they have and that 7 to 46 victory over woodstock really kind of solidifies that woodstock didn't do themselves any favors turn the ball over a lot i mean still attempted 55 passes i think it was at the end of the day i mean it was a ton of pass attempts um could never get the ground game going really they only got 80 yards on the ground um so at the end of the day woodstock has a lot to improve on i know that they want to do a lot with that um and some scary news out of the camp was uh, Adonis Garcia went down with an injury late in the game. So hopefully he'll be okay because that's a huge part mm-hmm. of their plan moving forward offensively and defensively. But this week they look to face Hiram, who lost 13-33 to against Paulding County. Paulding County is a pretty solid opponent, I would say. Uh, Hiram historically and recently has been viewed a lot like an Osborne, where they haven't been the cream of the crop, for lack of a better term. Um For me, really need to see Woodstock come out here and put up some points. You know, the defensive problem is one, but only getting seven points against Osborne is tough. We need to see
2: Woodstock come out and and score a few points here, Art. Yeah, well, I think it was – I don't know if they attempted 50 passes. I think they had 53 passing yards. I think it was more like 20. Sorry, my uh, bad. It might have been 30 passes between the two quarterbacks that they played. Uh, but uh, yeah, fifty passes, man. I'd, I think we'd have to have an arm surgery. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> Fifty-three passing yards sounds right.
2: But will, as you mentioned, and we'll talk. We won't spend too much time talking about Osborne. We'll we'll talk about those later in the season, as that's a reason for the Cherokee Warriors. Uh, but a very surprising outcome. There were several around the state, and this might have been one of them. I I, I I I didn't do my homework to to talk about the last time Osborne scored. 40 points. I think you had a stat that you shared.
1: Yeah, so this is the fifth largest margin of victory. It's actually the largest margin of victory for Osborne since 1966, off the top of my head, where they played a team within their classification or only one lower. They beat Cross Keys in 2016, 69-3, but Cross
2: Keys is a 3A school when that they're, happened? They're a 3A school, and Cross Keys also has a, a high... Uh, Transient population in that school, and say they don't play in region play, and and that's not an excuse. That's just kind of just setting the stage on that. Um, Yeah. So so here you go. They beat 2016 Cross Keys 69 to three.
1: They beat North Clayton in 1959 51 to seven. They beat Sprayberry in 1968 40 to nothing. They beat Forest Park in 1962 53 to thirteen, and then that victory over Woodstock on Friday, their fifth largest margin of victory with a 46 to seven win.
2: Hey, if you're Woodstock, there's no time to uh, feel sorry for yourself. Nope, got to turn hey, around. Yeah, you have to turn around. You've got a Hiram team that's in a similar position, Will. We talked about this, and, and a lot of teams go through this, graduating some of your top players. They lose uh, 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 Hiram uh, loses their top quarterback, the top running back from a year ago, a couple of their top tacklers on defense from a year ago, starting a brand-new quarterback. He was uh, 10 of 25 for 179 yards and two touchdowns, and – also threw two picks last week. So, uh, you know, they, they, not a ton of rushing yards at, uh, overall, but again, only putting up 13 points against a, a pretty solid, as you mentioned, Paulding County team. We've got to see more consistency and more their ability to sustain drives more. That's the biggest thing. I would say that about Creekview, I'd say that about Cherokee, Sequoia, and I'm saying about Woodstock. You know, the teams that didn't have success, I think that's a key. Can you sustain drives? It's very difficult to keep your defense. And this is this is not rocket science. I'm saying, right? Right. No. You know I mean, it's very difficult for your defense to be on the field for extended amount of periods against anybody, and that's something that I know that Coach Hoff is working on with his staff. And and you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, the hopefully Garcia will be back because that would be a big loss if he's not able to go. I'd like to see Woodstock get a little more going in the running game and the ground game. Uh, we know they've got a pretty good offensive line. And be you know it's got to be a little more efficient in the passing game. You got to start stringing together two, three, four completions, and and maybe ripping off chunk yards and, and on the ground, and and that helps you get to where you need to be. Again, I think for Woodstock, it's confidence right now. We hey, can we get you know we we got to get on the scoreboard. You know that's that's number one. Mm-hmm. All right, can we be in a game? You know this is a group that most of these guys have not won a varsity football game, so they yeah. have to figure out how to win, and that's. Sometimes that's easier said than done. And so they've got to stick around. That's, that's my key for them. They've got to find a way to stick around with Hiram, to be in this game in the fourth quarter because then anybody, anything can happen.
1: Yeah, that's you got You just got to get the ball to bounce your way just a couple of times in this game. But yeah, like I mentioned, uh, Woodstock for me is gonna is gonna tail the power rankings. They're gonna be at number six here, but tons of room for improvement, as you just mentioned. We need to see them stick with Hiram if they can find a way to beat Hiram. I feel a lot better about them moving forward. Um, and you know, maybe
2: Osborne at the end of the season turns out to be a. a great team that we just didn't see coming sure i mean the things that we didn't see coming you talk about them uh, another team and i don't want to get too far ahead of myself in region play though for for cherokee and that class 7a mm-hmm. is a cast team right up the road in white Boy. taking taking kennesaw mountain the team that we all thought might challenge north cobb and walton well cast took uh did everything they can you know they a they, couple of key mistakes for for yeah. the for cast but they took kennesaw mountain to the brink so this is a Very interesting with the new regions, new realignments, teams that are not buying into what they used to be, a a la Osborne, could be a very interesting uh, outcome on Friday night.
1: It certainly will be. Well, coming up next, we have Coach Shaw. He's calling us right now, so we're going to hit a break, get him set up, and we will talk to him on the other side of this break. Just a minute, and we'll be
0: back. Do you want to make a difference in your community? I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I'm looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to CherokeeGA-Sheriff.org and click Employment at the top of the page. Become a Deputy Sheriff in Cherokee County today. At Woodstock
4: Furniture and Mattress Outlet, we don't have locations across the country. Our stores are right here in Georgia. Our customers aren't numbers, they're neighbors. Your kids probably go to school with our kids. And chances are, your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking new living room, dining room, bedroom, or new mattress, think Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet. Georgia's Furniture and Mattress Superstore. For nearly 30 years, locally owned, Georgia grown.
1: Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz. We are back with Coach Josh Shaw here. We want to talk a little bit about our games last week and the game coming up here. So, Coach, I'll go first. What did you learn about your team from your game against Cartersville on Friday?
4: Well, I learned that I was an idiot for scheduling them, for starters. so uh, Especially in the first game of the season. But, uh, no, I mean, obviously we knew what we were getting into uh and and I feel like they were even better than they were last year but um you know our kids fought and didn't quit and you know can continue to play the entire game regardless of the circumstances and uh you know they were good we're young and inexperienced and uh you know so it wasn't wasn't an ideal situation and obviously the scoreboard indicated that so but we've had a great couple of days of practice so far and um, you know, we've re- rebounded well and looking forward to playing Etowah on Friday.
2: Coach, on Friday night, Kyan Simmons was an absolute tackling machine. Just uh, just a, a couple of stats for Kyan. I, uh, I believe 13 total tackles, two sacks, uh, was in on a couple of a quarterback hurries as a bright spot for your defense. What else? Uh, who else stood out for you on Friday night defensively uh, in that game against Cartersville?
4: I think Zy Johnson played really well. He's our safety. As you guys know, he was a running back last year and moved to safety in the offseason. And um, I think he played really well on the back end. I think he finished with six or seven tackles. But um, And Weston, um, Weston Bergman, our other safety, our strong safety, uh, played really well. Both of those two played well on the back end. So um, really encouraged about, about their play and where they're at and where we're at uh, defensively. So... Um, you know, moving forward, uh, and, and we're going to have to play well because Etowah, you know, rushed for over 300 yards last week, so we're going to have to be on point defensively. But those two guys really stood out as well.
1: Yeah, and Coach, I want to I want to talk about Etowah for a minute. What kind of challenges does Etawa present your team as a whole?
4: Well, I mean, I think very similar to Cartersville. They're really big up front on the offensive line. Um, so, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge just with the physicality that they present up front, and obviously – uh, you know they they don't pass the ball a ton, but they uh, they certainly ran the ball. Uh, had a couple of hundred yard rushers last week, so we're gonna have our hands full with that. We're gonna have to pursue to the ball and tackle well, and uh, you know be physical at the line of scrimmage. So um, and then offensively, uh, you know we're gonna have to put some points on the board at some point.
2: Yep, that's true, Coach. You got to put some points on the board. I mean I I, I don't know a whole lot about sports but uh that's in, in and <laughs> i couldn't help it i couldn't help it coach uh, but let's talk about that Let, let's 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 really talk about that we saw some promising drives in that game uh ended up uh maybe self destructed due to penalties or a couple of incompletions what's the key for you all to uh, sustaining these drives going forward and not just this week against etowah but but throughout the rest of the season
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's consistency. Uh, You know, we just got to consistency execute plays and uh, to be able to put drives together. We've got to gain positive yards on first down, and we just weren't doing that. So now you're in second and 10 or second and 12 or second and eight, and it just, uh, you know, kind of eliminates, you know, almost forces you into a passing situation at that point. So um, we've got to be able to run the ball effectively. Um, you know, we're only starting two seniors on offense, and both of them are uh, on the offensive line. Peyton Butler, the third senior, was out last week, so he'll be back this week. So we'll have three seniors on offense. And, you know, just just need to get some consistency to be able to, uh, in our execution, to be able to put some drives together.
1: Last question I have for you, Coach. Is your approach to this year's game any different from last year's in the sense that it's a non-region game compared to a region game with Etowah?
4: I don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's obviously not a, I mean, I don't want to say it's a must win, but you know, when they were in region, you, you circled that one on your calendar. You wanted to take care of business in that one, just because two wins in region usually get you in the playoffs. So um, it's just, it's changed the dynamic a little bit, but it hasn't really changed our thought process. Uh, You know, Etowah's got a, a fantastic group of sophomores, much like we do. Um, and our ninth graders, when they were ninth graders last year, played them for the championship, the county championship. So I think a lot of these kids know each other. Uh, I know a lot of their players, know several of their coaches, and our staff knows several of their coaches. So we're pretty familiar with them uh, and familiar with their players. So, um, you know, I, I think that that component right there makes it, you know, makes it into a, a good rivalry game just because these kids grow up, grow up playing against and playing with each other in youth sports.
2: Yeah, right. You are, Coach, and it, it is the oldest rivalry in the counties. So I don't think uh, much needs to much else needs to be said about that. I believe this is the 39th installment. It's about as close as it can get, tied up at nineteen games apiece. And um, you know, you mentioned uh, Ed- Edouard's got a great group of sophomores, but you've got a great crop of sophomores as well. And we saw some of those guys on display on on um, on Friday night and. I tell you what, Coach, I think the future is bright for you guys. I know, like you said, maybe scheduling Cartersville, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to question your judgment at all, Coach. I'll never do that. Um, but uh, uh, you guys, I, I, it seemed like you learned a lot. And like I said, second half, you looked uh, guys starting to look a little more comfortable. So I'm excited to see you guys come out and how, how they respond this week.
4: Yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, after we got Cartersville out of the way, you know, we'll know a lot more about our football team this Friday night. So, you know, I, I we knew going into Cartersville we were going to have our hands full and face an uphill battle. So, uh, you know, but that's a good been a good rivalry game for us. It's been a lot of fun to play those guys over the last four or five years. So, um, but, yeah, just, you know, we'll know a lot more about where we stand as a football team and what our season's going to look like, uh, you know, after this Friday night.
1: All right. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to it. We appreciate you taking some time out of your evening to be with us. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. So that was the voice of head coach of the Warriors, Josh Shaw. Appreciate him for being with us. Always a good interview. Always fun to uh, catch up with him and chop it up a little bit, Um, especially his uh, Cartersville comments about scheduling them.
2: Well, yeah, it was. And then, you know, Coach (laughs) Shaw always keep me on my toes. And he's like, yeah, Art, you got to score points to win. And now, you know, I'm. You got yeah, to, yeah, he got me. You're gonna learn something every <laughs> yeah, once in a while here on this show. Hopefully,
1: at the end of the day, it's entertaining, but hopefully, we can teach you something too. But, but yeah. yeah, let's let's jump into that game versus Cartersville. Um, I watched one quarter of it, so this is really going to be more of your segment than anything. Sure. Um, but from what I saw, Cartersville super physical, super big, ran the ball very well um which wasn't surprising coming into it i think the surprising part was they passed the ball more effectively than i thought they would and defensively it was very difficult for cherokee to get anything rolling
2: yeah you talk about cartersville They're, they they sh- they asserted their dominance on their first two dr- offensive drives going 80 and 77 yards so really marching the length of the field using a combination of of great pass routes And also great running by Malachi Jeffries and uh, Christian Lando. Uh, Both those running backs run really hard for the Purple Hurricanes, so not really a whole uh, lot of drop off. And then uh, Mr. Gamble, that quarterback, I know it was his first star, but he looked like he'd been doing it for a long time and threw some pretty balls uh, for the Purple Hurricanes. And then, uh, you know, the couple of times that Cherokee was able to stop Cartersville, they kind of shot themselves in the foot once on special teams, setting up a, 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 a Cartersville touchdown. So, you know, and then once a blown coverage in the secondary where you had Cartersville backed up to a second, third and long and, and receiver kind of gets, uh, gets lost in the secondary and, and long pass play about 48, 47 yards uh, for the score. Uh, but gamble ends up with three touchdowns. You got two rushing touchdowns by the Canes, and and as Coach Shaw mentioned, that was a big and physical offensive line. Zach Gross had some great insight on that uh, on the broadcast on Friday night. And Cherokee was just kind of their driver, and and starts early, wasn't able to string some things together, and when they were, uh, not enough to get down to the red zone. And and uh, again, it's you know got to uh, clean up a couple of things for the Warriors. Coming out of that game, I don't think you look at it like oh, it's it's doom and gloom. Right. You play Cartersville, who's going to give a lot of teams in Class 7A fits, and this is a team that. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I think Turd Ferguson report has them ranked number one in their classification. So can't argue with that one. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they, and I, I agree with with Shaw's comments. They looked a lot better than they did last year. This was a game that Cherokee stayed in the game for most part. 14 to 24 was the final. Cartersville did win, but for uh for Cartersville to come in and win 35 to nothing, it was it was dominating for the most part. Absolutely. So yeah, uh that leaves me with uh Cherokee at number four in my power ranking.
2: Will, what's going on here?
1: Are we agreeing again? Again. Mm. So that, that puts us in an interesting spot when Etowah comes up. Yes, it does. Well, Some good news. We have Coach Kemper on the line right now, so we're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Coach Kemper, and we will review the Eagles as they played Lasseter this last Friday. Give us just a second, and we'll be back.
0: Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second-longest straight-A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery, to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here.
1: Welcome everybody back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We have with us on the line Coach Kemper with the Etowah Eagles. Coach, thank you for being with us. I appreciate you guys having me. It's always an honor. Absolutely, Coach. We appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be with us. Obviously, you guys had a pretty good game on Friday, liked what we saw out of your team, but I want to get your take on what you thought of Game 1 and and what did you learn about your team?
3: Well, I mean, you know, we're 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 a young football team, uh, especially on defense, and, and and really at our skill position offensively, um, and, and you know, happy with the end result of the game. Obviously, uh, not crazy about the, the results from the first half. Uh, we'd rather not get ourselves down fourteen to three and then uh, make some adjustments and, and make a little comeback. But but I think it was a lot of, a lot about nerves. Uh, you know, played a little bit tight, maybe, um, but kids kind of settled down in the second half and played the way they're capable of playing um and very very pleased with that
2: i want to ask you a little bit about the atmosphere of your of your locker room on friday night i know you told us coming into uh this season that this was a special group of kids to coach and not not to rehash old memories here but last two seasons you got your vic the victories came at the end of the season what was the, the, the difference in the atmosphere uh, e- even going into the game and after the game for, for this young group of kids uh, picking up the first win in the first game of the season?
3: Well, I mean, and it is different. And, and not to take anything away from the kids that played here these last two years because they, they fought hard, they worked hard. They It took a little while for, for this program to come together. I mean, I think it was a little bit fractured in some ways, you know, between the coach staff, between the kids and between the groups of kids even. And I think everything that we put our, our emphasis on this off season was, you know, like I think I told you before, we, we had that leadership council. We focused on accountability. We focused on toughness. And we focused on a love for the, for the team. And I I think that's the biggest difference is these kids trust the guy beside them. They know that the guy beside them is going to do his job and it's their responsibility to do their job. And, and if we all do that, it's going to take care of itself.
1: All right, Coach. I want to turn the attention over to this Friday night. We'll have the game on WLJ here, and uh, we're looking forward to the game, but Cherokee comes in off of a tough loss against Cartersville, but what kind of challenges does uh, the Warriors present to your team?
3: I mean, Cherokee's always got good football players. They're always well-coached, and, and that's no exception here this year. Um, you know, I, I we try to get, we're trying to just preach and preach and preach to our guys of don't pay attention to the score because, you know, they're playing Cartersville. You know, and that's a team that's going to challenge for a state championship year in and year out. And in their scrimmage, even, you know, they play Creekview, which is could arguably be the best team in the county. Um, so don't, don't, we can't do comparison scores. And we got to know that it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, Cherokee had a heck of a good football team last year. We went over there and, and played with them for you know, forty-six and a half minutes, and, and they pulled it away at the end. And and it's it's always going to be like that. You know, it's it's like playing in the little SEC when you play Cherokee, when you play Woodstock, when you play River Ridge. You you better hope you go out there and play your best darn game of the season and hope to win by one. And and I'm sure, you know, if we're fortunate enough to be in the thing, that's the way it'll end up this year. Um, and, and you know, what do they say? Oldest rivalry in the county, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, and, and, you know, in a lot of ways it's kind of weird how these rivalries develop in this county of, you know, I think Woodstock gets really fired up to play us, Cherokee gets really fired up to play Woodstock, and our kids get really fired up to play Cherokee.
2: <laughs> coach, you've got one last question for you here, and I think you, you kind of touched on it a little bit about, you know, we, we, you, you can't be scoreboard watching. and I think that's something every coach battles, especially with young kids. You've got an especially young young team at the skill position. Uh, A two-part question here to kind of close it out. What's been the key to their development? One and two. How do you keep them focused and keep their eyes on the prize?
3: Well, I think you know, particularly offensively, we 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 threw out half the playbook. Um, You know, and and we really, really simplified things. We want you know, we preached to them early on during installation that that we wanted to develop mastery of, of of what we're doing. We wanted to play instinctive we want to not think too much and and, and you know in particular with the, our skill guys of you know give them a little bit of route freedom uh which which is hard for a thirty year football coach to to give up uh you know you like things to be to the to the millimeter and, and um I'm trying to be an old dog learn some new tricks and get and give those guys freedom as long as you get yourself into green grass and can make plays. You know, you, you can cut that route a little bit shorter. You can take it a little bit further. And that's helped those kids just just go out and play fast between the whistles. And, and, and you know, when they do that, we've we got some guys that can make some plays. Um, now, obviously, we got to stay healthy. We're like anybody in America. We're, we're thin as ice. But, uh, you know, those, those guys have, have responded well to that.
1: All right, Coach, one final question I got for you. How is your approach to this year's game any different than it would be if you were playing Cherokee in a region game?
3: I I don't think it is. I mean, I know it isn't for our kids. I mean, it's just as important as if it was a region game and, and you know, there's there's that Cherokee County pride. They want to they go out. They want to do well. They want to try to win the thing. And uh, like I said, you know, our guys get, get fired up for Cherokee and um, I, I'm expecting them to do that same thing. I just hope that, you know, Having one game, a real game, under their belt now, they can go out and play fast from the get-go and not not have those nerves to deal with.
1: All right. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to be with us.
3: I appreciate you guys and all you do for Cherokee County football.
1: So thank you to Coach Kemper right there for being with us. A very interesting interview there, Art. said some things that uh, I don't want to say were, they're not controversial, but just a very interesting take from him, and it was good to hear from him coming off of a win.
2: Yeah, well, we haven't. You know, we've in in years past when we interviewed Coach Kemper. Uh, I think the history books show he's had a it, it, for for whatever reason they've been in fits and starts at the beginning of the year, uh, taken all the way to the last game of the season in, in just about in both seasons to get there only win of the season this year, they flip the script and get it in week one. And so now things are looking up, but he did have some interesting things to say. And, and to his point, you know, he don't, don't take anything away from those teams, the first two teams he had. Um, but just kind of really allowing himself to get his stamp on the program. One of the things he talked about, I think is important is leadership council. Yeah. I think if you talk to any coach, a player led team that, Knows, and, and I guess all teams can be player-led to an extent, but a player-led team with the right players leading can really make a difference uh, in terms of accountability and, and, and what you want out of the season. And it's really special if you can get that from some of the younger guys, from them to buy in and be leaders early on.
1: Yeah, and Etowah is, is fully comprised of young players young talent it seems like they do have a couple of elder statesmen in the room mm-hmm. that that can help you know solidify that but when you look at the at the roster for them and the guys that, that were a part of this offense attack especially on offense it is a young core um, it's very comparable to the way that Cherokee is we talked about that with with coach Shaw a lot of youth on both sides of the ball but really for these two offenses coming in I mean there's just a, a ton of talent but it's young talent. So seeing how they develop and seeing how they grow will be interesting. Uh, So let's talk about Etowah and their win over Lasseter. We came in and we said this would probably be a shootout. And I think we were even quoted as saying, if Etowah wins by double digits, they're pretty legit. I think they are pretty legit. I think they they did enough to show me that they're at least contenders for a playoff spot. Um, it, It will really depend on what happens from here on out, because the element of surprise is gone. Um, as Coach Shaw said on the interview, he knows that that they're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Once again, no shock there. And even Coach Kemper told us on the preseason show, you know, about a month ago that they were going to switch from a defensive minded team to an offensive line minded team, and they're big up front, they very are. big. Yep. Um, so it will be fun to see come Friday night what ends up happening there. Um, but you know, talking about the review, I was impressed with what they did with Lassiter. Obviously, they were fourteen to three down at the half. I was impressed to see they came out, made the adjustments they needed to make, and they stuck to their game plan for the most part. didn't seem like the play calling changed a whole ton. Um, Still a good mix of Jack Strickland and Xavier Mahoney. And at the end of the day, got the win there and and shut Laster out in the second half. I was very impressed with Etowah. And if we can see the second-half Etowah team that we saw – against Lasseter. This is going to be a very dangerous Eagles team.
2: Yeah, definitely a tale of two halves for Etowah last week, and they do have the potential to be dangerous, but potential is a dangerous word in and of itself. Well, we asked, we, ask, we talked to Coach Kemper, how do you maintain this level at a team that has not had success recently? Maybe they, maybe these kids are saying, hey, we're not those Etawa Eagles of 2020 and 2021. Right. Mr. Mosley, so, you know, slow your roll. Yeah, <laughs> shut yeah. up, right? <laughs> I was impressed with their ability to, to not just win the game, but how they won the game. Yeah. Like you mentioned, down by 11 points to come back and win that game and, and hold Lassiter scoreless uh, in that comeback, that says a lot. That, and I, you know, with 22 unanswered points, that's a, that's a big deal. We talked about teams learning how to win. That's a feather in their cap that they can come back to, like, okay guys, you know, just from the experience, we've been here before, we know what to expect. That's something that will be interesting to see. One thing we didn't get to ask Coach Kemper about, and I and and we'll probably bring this up again, Buffalo Weir.
1: Yeah, the the best nickname that there has been in Cherokee County a long time, Reese Weir, uh, the Buffalo, as he is known. And I, I'm so ready for Friday night. I'm going to wear that nickname out, boy. That's uh, should I I, I kind of wish we didn't know that because it's going to get old pretty quick. Yeah, but, but yeah. that is a cool nickname, Buffalo. Uh, so yeah, the Buffalo with most of the carries it was interesting because we were we were really expecting more of a Joe Hercacho show, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. really really was, really was Reese Weir and Xavier Mahoney, and those two guys took it over. And then you get you know the the ad- addition of Jack Strickland as a passer and a slew of sophomore wide receivers that came in and, and got the job done. Uh, joined alongside a great offensive line that has a lot of size. And then you turn over the ball, and I know they're not a defensive-minded team by their own admission. Only gave up 14 points to a Lasker team that has a Division One quarterback.
2: Yeah, so that's a very impressive effort if you're switching from defensive-minded to offensive-minded, and the defense says, "Hey, don't forget about us, guys." And yep. They're a big part of that victory, enabling uh, you know giving up the 14 points early, but then staying in it. And then holding Lassiter scoreless. Uh, Will Will you mention Xavier Mahoney at uh, swapping out? a la kind of River Ridge are playing two quarterbacks: Jack Strickland and Mahoney. Mahoney rushed for 127 yards and a touchdown, and and the Buffalo Reese Weir rushed for 102 yards. You know, both those guys over the uh, 100 yard mark. And then Strickland with 51 yards uh, passing efficient, 10 to 16, 51 yeah. yards just enough to keep that Lassiter defense off balance so uh, a lot of good things on eagle mountain going on and happened very quickly i'm not going to be a hundred percent at a hundred percent adapter just yet so it's like new technology for me yeah i gotta wait and see how it plays out a little bit i'm not going to be the first one to jump and go buy the new iphone you know i'm 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 going to let you go do that and work out all the kinks but but i think this etowah team is definitely like you mentioned a team that proved that they can be competitive for one of those playoff spots in the region, especially after some of the results we saw with those Alatoona Buccaneers.
1: Yes. Very interesting. Could be a very competitive region more than we thought coming to the close of this season. Uh, but with all those reasons being said, Etowah number two on my rankings. Yeah.
2: Uh, again, I'm not a <laughs> high adapter yet. I've moved them up. I believe Etowah is the number three team yeah. uh, in the county. I still like, like River Ridge. One, uh, I think Creekview is still, and maybe some of that is 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 like the computer rankings on that history yeah. that they've had. Yeah. But I, I still, uh, I'm going with Creekview, and then I think Etowah is is, a, is is probably the hottest team. If we can say, if we can say one game one right. game into the season,
1: well, here let me put it like this: the win over Hill. River Ridge's win over Hillgrove is not as impressive to me as Etowah's win over Lassiter. Now okay. that may be because Riverridge has had two winning seasons back to back, and the expectations are different. Or it may be because Lassiter. I think it, I think at the end of the season, Lassiter will end up being a more. It'll be a better win than Hillgrove will be. Sure. For either for any team sure. out there, I can see that. I, that's what I would say. I'd, okay. I'd say at the end of the season, head to head, Lassiter would be Hillgrove. I would yeah. think. Um, so that's why I'm putting it that way. The margin of victory is pretty comparable, 13 compared to 11. Okay, you know, whatever. So I think I think both teams are in a good spot there comparing Riverage to Etowah. Um, and we'll talk about scenarios on the other end of this break when we talk about the uh, the matchup between Cherokee and Etowah. But I, I do like Etowah at two just for that fact. But I'm with you. I think you do have to, with it only being game one, I think you have to – use a little bit of recent history and what you know they have. We know the talent Creekview has, which is why I'm keeping them at one and I also know the talent that Etowah is bringing to the table, which is why I'm putting them at two. Riverridge is the mix of both because they lost a ton of talent, but they do have a few pieces in there that, that make me feel pretty good about them to leave them at three. Now, look, it could all change. I mean, you know, if Etowah loses to Cherokee and, and Creekview loses to Hillgrove or doesn't beat them by a ton and Riverridge really comes out and puts the hammer down against Pope, I have no problem putting the Knights at one. But I think after week one, just from what I've seen, I'm going to stick with Creekview one. Etowah 2, River Ridge 3, Cherokee 4, Sequoia 5, and Woodstock 6.
2: It's all, it all makes for good debate, Will. The good news is, is most of these teams in the county will play each other, so yep. they will settle it on the field. And I'm excited to talk about this game after we come back from this commercial break.
1: After we come back from this break, give us just a second. We'll be back. You're listening to the Cherokee County Sports Blitz.
0: The number one magazine to read is Enjoy Cherokee. This beautiful, full-color, seasonal publication keeps you in the know with articles about interesting people, fun events, hot restaurants, and cool ideas. Enjoy Cherokee is for busy people who enjoy a lifestyle magazine worth reading and keeping. You'll find Enjoy Cherokee available at most high-traffic locations and mailed free to homes throughout Cherokee County. Join the thousands who don't miss a single issue. Follow us on Facebook and find issues on EnjoyCherokee.com. Ask for a free publication and enjoy.
1: Welcome back to the Cherokee County Sports Blitz. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. We're here to talk about Edouard versus Cherokee in the 1st intercounty game of the season. I'm Will Cooper, joined alongside Art Mosley. We're excited to be bringing you this preview, but we're going to have the whole game for you on WLJ 101.1 FM. You can also stream it, wljradio.com. Any smart speaker, any uh, radio app, streaming app, anything like that, You can find us on there. So like we said last week, the excuses are over. They're really over, all right? If you can't get out to the game, you've got plenty of options to listen to us and get in there. And we're going to have a full team, it looks like. It sounds like Dave Garner will be joining us, so I know a lot of people have missed him. He'll be back with us this week as well. We have not gotten final word on the rest of the crew. I think Ronnie on the spot will be joining us, uh, but I have not heard from uh, Zach yet. So we will hopefully hear from him soon and get that in there. But, yeah, it it should be a good night nonetheless
2: should be uh, i think there's maybe a 50 percent chance of rain hopefully that moves yeah. out before kickoff will that's always
1: dodged a bullet last friday we certainly did didn't we <laughs> our, our friends who do the pickens games for wpgy were not so fortunate they were rain delayed for an hour and a half storm delayed i should say no rain delays but lightning delayed uh, but hopefully we don't run into that although we probably will at some point this season
2: since we talk since we're talking it up it will certainly happen yeah. but anyway well we got a great game on tap the County's longest rivalry, we talked about that uh, in the interview with Coach Shaw. Uh, Coach Kemper also talked about what this kind of rivalry means, what, which rivalries are important to some of the teams in the county. That was an interesting take from yeah. him as well. Uh, this season coming in, it's, it's the Etowah Eagles that are 1-0, and the, and the Warriors find themselves on the short end at 0-1. Something interesting, and I'll go back to something Coach Kemper said, hey, you know, he understands that, that Cartersville team is one of the better teams in the state, For regardless sure. of classification so not to be scoreboard watching and and sometimes it's tough for young kids to understand that so i'll be very interested to see if it's not the message from the coaching because i think the coaches the adults understand that that, that hey we're not never underestimate your opponent all right, right? the the acronym is Nuyo. never mm-hmm. underestimate your opponent uh but will those young men respond first home game you gotta probably gonna have a big crowd out uh, at eagle mountain for the for the oldest rivalry game you know series tied at 19 apiece Will we see the Etowah team that came out in the second half? Or will we see the Etowah team that kind of sputtered and had fits and starts in the, in the first half?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think if Etowah comes out and, and is that second half team, it's going to be a long night for Cherokee. We're not going to give our predictions here. We'll talk about it on the Northside Hospital Cherokee pregame show at 7 <laughs> o'clock. But I, I'm with you. I, I, think it's, it's, it really, I, I think it's kind of up to Etowah to set the tone. I think we know Cherokee's going to score in this game. They have yet to score this season in, in the one game against Cartersville. I think that changes. I think they probably put up at least a couple, if not three or four, scores. Um, so it's it's going to be up to Etowah. I think we kind of predicted last week that versus Laster was going to be more of a track meet. It ended up not being that way. It really yeah. kind of ended up being the opposite for, right. for yeah. all intents and purposes. So when you talk about the game coming into this one, I think it is going to be kind of a track meet, but I think possession and control is going to be the key. And just like the key is in, in most times, I think the turnover difference is huge. If if one team has a negative two turnover difference, that's really hard to overcome. And uh, I, I just think it's two different styles of ball. I think Cherokee comes out; they're going to try and throw it around. I think they're going to try and. I don't want to say backyard football it, but it's going to be a lot more spread. Mm-hmm. And we saw Edouard is much more of the ground and pound with the Buffalo and with uh, Xavier Mahoney there as well. And then Jack Strickland is the nice changeup, or either way, maybe Xavier Mahoney's your your changeup ball. But it's a lot like Ian Anderson for the Braves; they have the fastball and the changeup, and they they're used almost fifty-fifty each sure. because they play off of each other. So at the end of the day, I'm I'm. This is a game that I really have no clue what's going to happen. I think either way, if if. If either team wins, it's huge. I think for Cherokee, it's a big building block moving forward. Obviously, that game against Cartersville is a tough one for those kids, but as Shaw said, they had a couple of good days of practice here at this point in the week, and looking on building on that, and hopefully that works out for them. Turn around, if Etowah goes 2-0, and it's going to be the first time they've had two wins in a season in the last two seasons with Coach Kemper. So if that happens, then look out, you know, maybe Etowah, like we said last week, maybe they're more legit than we think, and a big win over Cherokee it probably puts them in that field. If they beat Cherokee by a reasonable amount or Cherokee beats Etowah by a reasonable amount, I think the matchup allows for some nuance in this where there's no clear-cut favorite coming into this one.
2: I agree, Will. One thing we, we, you talked about, the turnover battle, uh, Tanner Savasier was picked off one time. That was not a Deflected ball. So right. really, uh, for him, I know he didn't have a ton of passing yards, but the decision making, uh, for the most part, was pretty good on that. And and the throws that they were able to do. We talked about Coach Kemp or simplifying the playbook uh, and, and kind of cutting out a lot of things for some of his young quarterbacks as well. This is a game with a lot of good good young talent here on both sides of the ball. This sophomore class and even the uh, sophomore junior class for both of these teams very impressive. I'm interested. The matchup I'm interested to see is the speedy Cherokee wide receivers Mm -hmm. against the experienced Etowah defensive backs. You talked about Jameer Maxime and Frank Mosley and those guys. How do they match up with guys like Jace Jones, Pop Jamison? Uh, We talked about um, uh, Peyton Butler, who will Mm -hmm. be back in in, in this game that Coach Shaw talked about. So it's a great matchup right there The, the Cherokee receivers versus the Etowah defensive backs and can at figure out a way to make young quarterback Tanner Savas here uncomfortable. Same thing goes for the Cherokee defense. We saw Kyan Simmons was a tackling machine. Uh, JD Byrne was our player of, yep. the, of the game last week. I know he wasn't huge in the stat book, but the way they align that defense, you know, he comes in is immediately makes a couple of moves to get right in the Cartersville quarterback's face and make some things happen and set some things up for them. So, man, I'm interested to see that that battle in between the, trent, the trenches and I'm hoping Zach Gross shows up to break that down for us on the radio.
1: Well, I think the X's—I don't want to get two X's and O's here, but I think the X's and O's will be important because Cherokee's a 3-4 defense base package. Etowah's a 4-3 defense base package. Cherokee's not going to allow Etowah to run a 4-3 base unless they use the safeties as coverage, Mm -hmm. which you can do— but if you do that, you really limit your your coverage up top because mm-hmm. Cherokee's going to split three out wide, four out wide, if not right. five, at some point. Right. So I think you're going to try and make both teams uncomfortable. I think Edwa is going to do the same thing. I think they're not going to really allow Cherokee to take advantage of that three-four defense. I think they're going to they're going to definitely outweigh them on the front. Edwa is very big this year mm-hmm. up front, so the best way to make up for that is more weight. But I think Cherokee's going to have to account for that with more speed and mm-hmm. attacking the corners and not letting a guy like Xavier Mahoney get outside. Now, it's it's going to be a little difficult because you kind of have a thunder-lightning combo with Mahoney and the Buffalo Weir on both sides there. So if you take Reese Weir and you run him at that Cherokee defense, does Cherokee have guys who can, can stand up and take him down? It's going to be the big question to me, I, but I think the X's and O's, the chess match that's going to go on on the defensive side of the ball is going to be very interesting coming from those two coaches that are very experienced coaches and certainly know their programs and each other's programs very well being in county at this point.
2: Absolutely, and don't forget uh, Coach Kemper over at Roswell before yep. coming over, so he's very familiar with some of these Cherokee County teams. A name we didn't see uh, with, with with a stat line on last Friday night is Joe herkacho yep. Be interested to see if he gets in the action um, because coming into this season, we thought he'd be a, a, a guy that would will get some touches uh, at running back. So, interesting to see what happens there. Whatever happens, I, I believe this is going to be a great game. It was a great game last season. We were there to witness it. came down to the wire. Yeah, 14-13. Yeah. Caleb Richardson on the uh, game-winning touchdown reception. Yeah,
1: it was an all-time classic game, one of the best that we've done on on WLJ for sure. So we're looking forward to it this Friday. Once again, 7 o'clock for the pregame show. Tune in. Make sure you get our predictions on the game. Uh, Last week, you went 3-6 overall. No, no, no. You went 4-6 overall, but 3-6 against the spread, which the spread is just an amalgamation of other computer predictors. I went 3-6 overall, but 4-6 against the spread. So for all... yeah, we're we're tied.
2: Right. We make a pretty that. good team, maybe. Like, at
1: painfully average. <laughs> just right down the middle, yeah. dead Unfortunately. average. Unfortunately so yeah, yeah the, we, the average joes we do have five games to pick this week so moving forward we'll see if we can improve on that typically we do typically the more information we have sure. the better we get at this sure. but yeah to start out with not not the best of starts but we'll we'll figure it out along the way but make sure you tune in for that and then of course the regular game starts at 7 30 and we'll have the action all night for you there on wlja 101.1 fm <laughs> well that's going to do it for us here folks so a reminder friday seven o'clock pregame show 7 first kick i I've been Will Cooper with Art Mosey. We're looking forward to having Dave Garner and the rest of the crew there on Friday night. And remember,
0: we're one day closer to Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.